Okay, good evening. Welcome to the November 9th, 2023 meeting of the Alameda Recreation and Park Commission. Do we have roll call, please? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Radiz? Uh, present. Uh, Commissioner Alexander? Present. Uh, Commissioner Bernie? Present. Uh, Commissioner Schwartz? Present. And Commissioner Robbins is not present. Thank you. The first item on our agenda are non-agenda items from the public comment. Anyone may speak for three minutes regarding any matter that is not on our agenda tonight. And just a reminder, commissioners do not respond to comments made during this time. Do we have any speakers tonight? We do. We have three speakers. Uh, would the first speaker come up? Uh, Terry Rose. Welcome, Speaker Rose. Hi. Um, I have been before you guys before. I'm Terry Rose. I represent Pickleball in Alameda. And I'm here because we've waited patiently for eight months to have more space in Alameda. And we've worked with ARPD, we've worked with you guys to come up with solutions to the congestion. We've tried to work with the neighbors, they've shut us down. We were told we'd have five testing locations, that hasn't happened. I agreed with Justin that $7,000 was too much to spend on a noise test when we know what the outcome would be. It's below the noise levels. I've played at Cruzy Park, I've had lessons at Cruzy Park, 30 people play at Cruzy Park a week, and I've been over where the houses are. You cannot hear the noise. Um, I'm submitting the lesson schedule to you all so you can see how much time or how much space and time are taken up at Lincoln Park that just adds to the congestion for lessons in Alameda. The only thing that has been done is some lessons got removed to the gym and the USPA lessons got reduced. We're asking that there only be two courts taken for any time when they have lessons until we have more room to play. We want to do disability play. We've looked into a disability league. We've looked into a league for play, which Justin agreed to, but we have no space to do any of that. It's too crowded at Lincoln. We're grateful that there'll be six courts at Estuary Park when it happens, but we need relief now. I think we've been really patient and tried really hard to work. Justin brought up that there are 15 private courts now, but we'd have to pay $125 a month to play there. Why would we do that when we have public courts to play? Uh, the four courts that we have are falling apart. Last year they got resurfaced and now chunks like this are coming out of it because after they did the basketball renovation, courts one and two have gigantic cracks with this coming out and some of the holes have been filled by ARPD and some have been filled by us. So we ask that you do what you said you would do and do a noise study, do a test, provide some place for us, even for a limited amount of time in the winter time. Do like Piedmont did. There are limited hours they can play. There's a certain day they can't play. Remove the lessons there. Do something. But we need more space. We turn out all these new people taking lessons, either through USPA or through ARPD, and there's nowhere for them to play. It just adds to the congestion. We're happy to work on any plan to make it happen. Cruzy seems ideal, but if it's at Washington or someplace else, that was the track we were all on in May, and somehow it all got derailed. So we understand the issues. We want to work with you guys. We want to work with the community, but we need something to happen. And this, I ask that you come out and look at the courts, because they were resurfaced or redone last year, and this shouldn't be happening. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Rose. Um, do you want me to give you guys this that shows the lesson? You can leave it on the table. Okay. Thank you. Um, next speaker. The next speaker is Drew Higginson. <coughs> Welcome, Speaker Higginson. Higginson. Higgins, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm Drew. Hi, uh, Chair, Co-Chair, Commissioners. So I'm a Cruzy Park neighbor. 
And I'm here to discuss the campaign for pickleball, which unfortunately, uh, Commissioner Robbins isn't here, but he's the one that initiated this. And he's a very avid pickleball player, as, as many of you know. So at least one reason he gave for this very strong advocacy is that when he plays pickleball with his friends, he can't play in Alameda, he has to go to other cities. So, uh, you know, he's not, not here, but no offense to Commissioner Robbins, <clears throat> but I think it's really important to put that in context. So let's look at other cities in the Bay Area. San Francisco has the most pickleball courts in the Bay Area. They have over 60, but they're a city of over 800,000 people. So if you do the math and the, this nonprofit, the Trust for Public Land, did the math, it works out to be about seven courts per 100,000 people. And Alameda, we have four free courts, but we have around 10 times smaller population than San Francisco. So it works out, the math, we have about five courts per 100,000 people. So five in Alameda versus seven in San Francisco. So they have more than us, but it's not a huge level. As, as we just were talking about at Estuary Park, they're gonna add a minimum of four courts, probably six. So that's gonna put us at 13 courts per 100,000 people. So we're gonna have double the uh, per capita amount of courts as they have in San Francisco. In fact, we're gonna have one of the highest concentrations of pickleball courts in the entire Bay Area. So it's not accurate to say there's a lack of pickleball courts in Alameda, but you can understand the situation a little bit when you look at our neighbors. So Oakland, for instance, is over 400,000 people, and yet they only have two courts per 100,000 people, so very, very low. And that's why you see so many non-residents who are playing in Alameda Park. That's why so many non-residents come here uh, to this meeting when we, have, when we have pickleball on the agenda. And the way there's a lot of non-residents who are meeting one-on-one -on -one with the ARPD as well. So, um, you know, if the point is, uh, I think it's important to be factual and honest. So if our point is, is to subsidize pickleball for non-Alameda residents, I think it's important that we're open and honest about that. But again, no respect, disrespect to Commissioner Robbins, but it simply is not factual to say there's a lack of pickleball courts in Alameda. Because as early as next year, we're going to have one of the very highest concentrations of free, and I'm talking only about the free pickleball courts in Alameda. Thank you. Thank you very much for your comments. Next speaker. The next speaker is Rod Harris. I'm sorry, can you say that again, please? Rod Harris. Speaker Harrison, welcome. I am Rod Harris. I live in Alameda. Thank you to the city staff and the commissioners for your efforts to expand access to pickleball. Your efforts are appreciated. Now that pickleball is a part of the Alameda Unified School District physical education curriculum, we're meeting lots of new school kids and their parent players. Let's meet their after school needs as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for your comments. Next speaker. The next speaker is Gary Tillman. Speaker Tillman, welcome. Good evening. Thank you. I um, wanted to uh, uh, personally update you on the nine emails that I've sent you since the last meeting. Number one, we have a lawsuit in Piedmont to shut down those courts due to noise. Two, we have three additional cities since, since our last meeting that have shut down pickleball courts. Eisenhower, Eisenhower Park in Denver, the Cervani Playground in New York City, and pickleball courts in Kirkwood, Missouri. Our um, hotspots around the country have grown to 
um, 203 hotspots in the United States from 183 hotspots last month, a 11% uh, increase. Uh, the TV reports on the impact of noise on the residents have grown to 99 from 78 last month, growth of 27%. We are not alone in this noise problem. Um, since the last meeting, an additional 16 pickleball courts are opening up in this Alameda area, eight at the hub and eight at the um, uh, Harbor Bay Club. An additional seven outdoor pickleball spots will open up at the hub shortly. That's 15 additional pickleball courts that you can play, play at. Also, I've been, I have, I'm a nanny every day, and I've purposely walked up to um, Lincoln Park this past week three times. All three times I walked up there, there has been a court empty. So I don't necessarily believe in all this nonsense about how there's no place to pay, play uh, free in Alameda. Um, another lawsuit being filed in Carlsbad, seeking $300,000 damages for um, distress and also seeking to shut down the three courts. We are not alone. Finally, I've sent you two clips of pickleball noise that I wanted to play. If I can squeeze it in here. Thank you for your comments. Thank, thank you for your comments. Do you have any other speakers on non-agenda items? We do not. That is the last speaker. Right. There is nobody online either at the moment. Public comment is closed on that. Next item in the agenda is staff communications. We have a report from Recreation and Park Director Justin Long. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome. Uh, we've got a lot going on in the parks. I'm gonna start out with a little bit of park maintenance update. Um, <clears throat> staff have worked with the Thousand Trees organization to replant several trees that were lost last uh, season, in winter season at Sweeney Park. Um, as of November 6th, all of our outdoor grass athletic fields are closed for renovation. Um, those renovations have already started. Um, there's been seating done at Main Street Soccer Field, Bayport, Rittler, and Tillman. We've also aerated fields at Tillman, Harrington, Godfrey, Lincoln, Cruzy, and Rittler. Um, and we've renovated the infields at the multipurpose field, Franklin, and Bayport. Um, also along with the multi-purpose field, they've installed two raptor perches, which have actually been uh, quite successful so far to control the ground squirrel issues. Um, <clears throat> the staff prepared Sweeney Park for the citywide staff appreciation event uh, this month. Um, staff have also been working on getting their uh, staff all trained up for um, 
you know, various items throughout getting ready for the fall. Um, we're currently obtaining bids for um, upcoming work on the Tillman 2 to 5 playground. Um, and work is going to begin Monday uh, at Chicheno Park, um, redoing the northern end, or I would guess eastern end of the park uh, where two trees were lost. That's going to be re-landscaped. Those trees will be re-planted. Uh, and then there will also be the installation of a uh, interpretive sign at the same location. Um, <clears throat> then when we get on to our programs, the 43rd annual holiday boutique took place at the Oak Club. November 4th and 5th, uh, where there are over 40 vendors. Uh, the proceeds go to help fund the Leisure Fund and the Scholarship Fund for ARPD. Uh, the Elks uh, ARPD Hoop Shoot is underway at all the sites citywide, and the finals will take place on December 15th, 2023, at the Alameda Point Gymnasium. Um, for upcoming events, um, the, the, we have Thanksgiving break camps that will be taking place. Um, there will be one at Lightacker uh, with a STEM camp, Alameda Point Gymnasium for sports, uh, and the Lincoln Park uh, rec, uh, for rec care uh, camps to take place. Uh, they'll take place the week of November 20th uh, at various locations. Please check our website for details. Um, holiday events that are coming up will include Breakfast with Santa that takes place uh, Saturday, December 9th at the DeWitt O Club from 10 a.m. till noon. Uh, and also Santa visits both in person and virtually will take place December 16th, 17th, and 21st. Um, but the spots are filling up very quickly, so please, you know, uh, apply online and uh, please join us. Um, the Teen Tween Program, the Underground Center is averaging about 30 kids a day. Uh, and they're actually staying uh, later due to a lot of the creative interactive programming that is ongoing. Um, <clears throat> this year they hosted the 18th annual Haunted House at South Shore. The, the theme for the Haunted House was amusement park. There were 80 plus teens involved from all over the island. Uh, and there were over 1,350 people that uh, visited the Haunted House this year. Um, adult softball is complete this year with um, men and women's flag football leagues are scheduled to begin in January and teams are forming here in December. So please check out our website and sign up. We're looking forward to that. Those uh, activities will take place on Challenger Field, which are our artificial turf fields. So our fields will still be closed during January. In our aquatics program, our, <clears throat> we're still offering our last season of lessons uh, beginning in December. There's a variety of private, semi-private, and group lessons being offered. Uh, they're also offering specialty classes like Aqua Tots, Zumba, Baby, and Me. Lap Swimming and Master's Program also has regular attendance by adults throughout the week. Uh, the Pumpkin Patch Pool Party took place at the Encinal Swim Center on Sunday, uh, October 29th, with over 400 patrons who enjoyed a nice warm day that day and a sunny afternoon in the pool deck and took some pu pumpkins home. Um, so we're really uh, having a lot of activities there. We're also um, we're pretty booked out on our tennis classes that are going on and lessons that are going on right now. Um, but there's still some availability, so we'd love people to, to go onto our website and sign up there. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. I think that's kind of wrapping up. But um, just wanted to let you know that you know we're still offering a lot of um, new youth sports programs, the Sporty Tots, and, and also we're been offering a uh, phys ed for homeschool youth, boys, and then we're also running our boys and girls three-on-three basketball tournaments that will take place in the new year. So there, that's what we've got going on this month. Thank you, Director Long, and once again, if you want to know what the people at ARP are do, ARPD are doing all day, that's what they're doing. They're very busy. Um, does anybody have any questions for him before we give our reports?
No? All right, thank you again, and thank your staff for all of their hard work. Thank you. Okay, next item in the agenda are communications from the commissioners. Commissioner Bernie, would you like to go first? Sure. This isn't necessarily a park-related issue. This is more related to a golf-related issue. I know we're talking about user fees, user fees tonight. Well, last week I was going to Quinica Golf Course to practice at the driving range, and I walk into the area where you can get the golf balls, and I saw a sign. It said that now you actually had to show a junior in order to get junior golf balls. It's the same size, but for adults, they charge, I believe, $12. And for juniors, for a large anyway, for juniors for a large, they charge $7. So I asked the attendant, why do you actually have to show a, show a child now? And she was saying that it's because people were taking advantage of the difference in price. They would just go in and say, I would like a junior junior large bucket, and they would sell it to them. And they noticed that people weren't actually having juniors. So now they require a sign, a sign to actually, now they have a sign to actually have people have to actually show that they have a child. The point of this story is that those type of things, taking advantage of such things, can affect user fees. Because eventually, it becomes a business decision if people are losing money on something. And I know that isn't playing into the user fee discussion here tonight, but I just want to send a message to people to not take advantage of such opportunities. Because eventually, people have to recoup the cost it takes to run certain things. And then we'll be in this meeting and people will be complaining about how come things are, oh, are costing this much, they used to cost this much last year. Well, those type of actions lead to those things. So I just want to send a message and use this forum to let everybody know, not, please do not take advantage of such things. It has a cumulative effect on all the things that we enjoy here in Alameda. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Reyes. Well done. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, days are shorter. Uh, there's less daylight. Um, offers more opportunities for indoor uh, spaces and, and programs. Uh, wanted to take the opportunity just to encourage everyone to check out uh, the winter and spring activity guide that I was really excited to receive myself digitally earlier this week on Tuesday. Uh, 40 plus pages of great uh, ideas, activities, programs uh, to stay uh, to stay active um, while we go through the, the winter months into spring. Um, and to use that as an opportunity to just share appreciation for all the uh, programs that Director Long uh, shared earlier, indeed the recreation side of recreation and parks. So thanks very much. Thank you very much. I believe everyone will get a copy of that in the mail too, the winter program guide. Um, Director Long, would you like to read the comments from Commissioner Robbins, who's not here tonight? Sure, I'll go right ahead. Um, uh, Chairman Robbins is currently the coordinator for the annual astronomy night, and that's why he's not here tonight. They have eight astronomers from the East Bay Astronomical Society at this event, uh, and it's growing in uh, great interest. Um, and the city will be happy to promote the event. Um, 
he went to, he attended the council meeting to make public comment on the fact that he had over 150 students that responded to the survey for DePave Park, um, which constituted about 20% of those survey results. Um, he's seen the new pickleball courts at Palladium, and as a member, he's excited to have the, uh, the new pickleball courts available, and is looking forward to play pickleball in Alameda. Um, he went to the 43rd Annual Holiday Boutique, which was packed with people. Um, uh, he was speaking with one of our staff members, Pat Rusi, uh, and indicated an uh, interest in wanting to be one of the vendors, and we needed to expand it. Uh, he tried to enter as a vendor, and we were already at capacity because we have uh, a ton of return uh, vendors at that uh, event every year, and, and, and well-loved. We will. Uh, uh, ARPD will work to see what they can do to increase capacity. Um, he went out and he spoke with over uh, 20 people at two different locations, at, uh, two different occasions at Lincoln Park uh, to talk about pickleball. Uh, it was great to hear their thoughts. The main topic was there were so many cracks in the courts and asking how we can uh, fix them and what we can do to uh, fix the courts. So that's the completing great, thank his. Thank you for sharing that. Vice Chair Schwartz. Uh, it's pretty, pretty quick today. Um, I also was browsing through the uh, winter spring activity guide. Uh, so definitely check that out. Some very cool things in there. Um, especially, uh, you know, with, with some not, a lot of non-school days coming up uh, with Thanksgiving and the holidays uh, and then even spring break. There's some things in there. Um, if you have kids off of school um, and are trying to figure out what to do with them for those couple weeks, definitely check that out. Uh, I also, uh, I listened in on the DePave Park City Council meeting just to kind of hear what went on there. Sound pretty aligned to our discussions from last month, so very excited to see that project moving forward. Um, and then uh, definitely was bummed to miss the Holiday Boutique this year. We were out of town, uh, but we did go last year, um, and that's always such a great event. Really bummed we missed it, but uh, excited to hear it was packed um, and can't wait to be back next year. Thanks. Great, thank you. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Um, I pass by Rittler Park, Tillman Park, and Cruzy Park almost every day at least twice. So I've been keeping a mental note of I, if I see anybody playing pickleball at those facilities. Um, I did also attend the Holiday Boutique. I worked at Holiday Boutique too many years ago to say. Um, we set up that boutique. We had to do crafts for kids that were there. So that is really a Alameda tradition that I never miss. Um, I went to the Pumpkin Swim down at Ensenal. I'd like to commend Stacy Thomas and all of her lifeguards for the great job they did there. It was a beautiful day. The sun was out and a nice day to get in the pool. And the kids were having a great time playing with the pumpkins. And most of the parents were in the pools with the kids too, which I thought was really nice. So that was a great event. Um, I attended the Teen Haunted House down at South Shore. I'd like to commend Brandon and Ashley for doing such a great job with that. I know that they were given that task sort of a last minute that they had to work on that by themselves, so they really did a good job. Um, I went to the movie night down at the base to see Top Gun Maverick. Um, there were about 150 people there. I spent some time talking with parents and kids. Those people know what to bring to that event. They've got their blankets and their coats and their food and their sleeping bags and tents. It, it's really a great event. It was a little chilly that night, so it was a little hard, but what a great event. And the family seemed to love it. Um, I'd also like to 
comment about the fields. If you go by those parks that I mentioned, those fields are being used constantly, especially on the weekends. I know it's difficult for the soccer kids and the kids playing um, lacrosse at Tillman to have those fields closed, but they get a lot of use. And unfortunately, we have to close them in order to keep those up to date for everybody. So uh, that is my report for this month. Okay, next item on the agenda is approval of the minutes of the October 12, 2023 Recreation and Park regular meeting. Do I have a motion to approve the minutes? Motion to approve. Thank you, um, Vice Chair. Do I have a motion to second? Second. Thank you, Commissioner Bernie. Can we have a roll call vote, please? Uh, Commissioner Radiz. Yes. Commissioner Alexander. Yes. Commissioner Bernie. Yes. And Commissioner Schwartz. Yes. The minutes are approved. Next item on the agenda is our regular agenda item, which is 6A. To review and recommend the Recreation and Parks Department 2024 annual user fee schedule. We'll have a report from and presentation from Director Long. Then the commissioners can ask clarifying questions. We'll have public comment and then the commissioners will discuss and we need to make a motion whether to recommend or not recommend at the end of our discussion. So, Director Long. All right, thank you very much. Let's see if we can get the Good evening, commissioners. Um, we're here to present the 2024 uh, Recreation Parks user fee schedule. Every year, our staff put together recommendations for fee increases or fee modifications or potentially new fees. Uh, we do this very carefully and we do fee comparisons with surrounding agencies to verify that our existing fees are in sort of market rate and also that um, we're, we're trying to stay you know, current within you know, our surrounding uh, community. Um, we take a lot, of, a lot of care and attention to what we increase and what we don't increase. You'll see that, that some fees have gone up, a lot of fees have stayed the same, and we've even reduced one of the fees this year. So um, with that, we're gonna just sort of start with um, kind of going through the, the background. So ARPD uh, currently has over 150 part-time staff members, um, and for, with everything that we're seeing in the Bay Area and attracting part-time staff with our increasing rates or increasing costs, um, you know, it, it's a real challenge for getting part-time staff. So we've actually had to raise a lot of our part-time salaries in order, to, in order to keep our existing part-time staff but also be able to attract that. Um, just as an example, um, you know, our, our lifeguard staff, we're one of the only communities in the surrounding area that really has a very healthy supply of lifeguards, and it's the fact that we pay them a reasonable salary, and we also give them a lot of flexibility, which is why we have so many of them. And so we work really hard to do that. Um, there's, but there's also over uh, all increasing fees associated with full-time salary for ongoing costs, maintenance costs, our water bills are going up, our light bills are going up, and so we're having to adjust partially in order to be able to accommodate those and still offer the same level of programming that we're able to offer. Um, and so what we do is we try to really maintain a balance between that. 
um, cost recovery, but also creating access and uh, making sure that everyone has an opportunity to participate in our programs. Um, last year, they established a scholarship fund. We do know that not everybody has the ability to pay for fees, and ARPD is very flexible in trying to accommodate as many people as we can and really work hard to try to make sure that people get access to our, our uh, activities and not all of our activities are fee-based we have a lot of free-based activities that we allow and encourage everyone to join in and so we'll continue to offer those as we continue to uh, work with the community um, historically there have been uh, uh, a reasonable amount of increases uh, in 2017 and 16 there were three percent increases most recently in the last few years there were five percent increases across most programs um, this year we left uh, picnic table rentals and which is very popular you may not fully understand but we have about 800 picnic rentals a year and our rates are still within the market so we didn't make any adjustments to those um, so we really do try to do a good comparison and we also have a a um, cost recovery model and goal-based, you know, uh, fee structure. So to kind of go over that, you know, things that benefit a single individual or uh, a specialty camp or such as a rental where a small group of people are benefiting generally have higher rates because it's 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 individual-based. And as we start to get into uh, activities that are for groups or for larger numbers of people and, and larger quantities, those prices sort of adjust downward. And then when things have really high benefit, we, they're, what we have is our free events and our free activities. We bring out mobile recreation to the housing authority and to all sorts of different parks that don't have rec centers throughout the summer. So things like that. And then also there's the Mastic Senior Center where we work really hard to try to keep activities and fees very low, you know, as we also understand that seniors are on fixed incomes. And so we really want to try to do that. As we as we move forward, okay, sorry. So some of the revised fees that we have: um, the current rate for renting uh, a sports field here in Alameda per hour is eight dollars an hour for our turf fields, and there's an increase. What we've been doing traditionally for the last five years is raising the rates by one dollar per hour for that fee. Um, and, and just to give you a little bit of perspective on what that sort of generates sort of long term or holistically for, you know, costs. So um, athletic facility rentals brings in about $335,000 a year. Um, and as an example for that, our direct program expenses around managing the, the application and the process for that costs us about $213,000. Um, but our park maintenance for maintaining those fields, our athletic fields account for about 15.5% of all the acreage for our parks in Alameda, and that's about $788,000 a year just for the athletic fields alone. So when you start factoring all of that in, we're really trying to balance out what we're charging versus what we actually have. Um, you also note that the Alameda Point gym, there, there's large tournaments that occur at this facility where they rent all four courts and have hundreds and hundreds of people involved in that. And so the current fee for that uh, per court was $45 an hour. Now, you have to, admit, to understand, a lot of these courts are, and a lot of these participants are from outside of Alameda. So again, um, 
you know, and also to put in a little point of perspective that will be coming forward to council is the Alameda Point gym has some serious issues and there's gonna be some serious costs associated with that facility. So in order to keep it open so we can do all these activities, we're really looking at trying to balance out that rate. So we adjusted the, the tournament fee to the $74 mark. And it's also in comparison with what is going on in our surrounding areas and surrounding gymnasiums for, for fees for tournaments. Um, we're, we've increased the uh, security deposit at the Alameda Point Gym because there's different activities out there. It's not just basketball, it's not just volleyball. Sometimes we have floor hockey, we have other things. So uh, we've just increased that. And so up to up to $1,000, this is fully refundable if there's no damage done or anything that has occurred to that. So, and it's based on use. So the majority of uses will probably be toward the lower end. Um, our Massic Social Hall, so there's a, a relatively large room that has an attached kitchen at the Massic Senior Center, and we're starting to see a pretty big increase in the amount of people who would like to use that facility. And in order for staff to set up and tear down and set up for their events, we've adjusted the fee from 75 to $100 an hour. So again, we're trying to do these things pretty delicately as we move through that. Um, and so the other component is Massic offers a lot of classes. Now, most of our classes that are offered, um, the instructors take a, a reasonable fee. For, for the park system uh, and the recreation, most recreation programs, it's more of a 60-40 split between ARPD and the instructor. At MASTIC, it has been at an 85%, 15% split. So in order for staff to, in, to sort of manage the classes and schedule all the, the instructors, we've actually increased that fee so that ARPD will now get in a range of between 20 and 25%. So again, we're trying to balance out that, that sort of big balance, or not big balance, but just the, the access there. And then uh, our tennis courts. So we did a, a market study and we looked at the surrounding areas um, and so our current rates were uh, 10 and $12 an hour, and we're gonna propose for non-resident to be 16 and resident to be 12. So again, we're trying to stay in a, a, a modicum of increase, but we're also trying to figure out, we also have to do maintenance on those courts, there's lighting fees on those courts. So again, all those rates are increasing on us. So we're not immune to um, those increases and in inflation is affecting us all. So the programs that receive sort of an overall just flat 5% increase were really swim lessons and the youth programs. Again, it comes down to the staffing costs are really what are driving these, these increases. Now, we, we do work really hard to try to keep those. And if you look at most of our swim lessons and our youth programs, we're actually below market for what is, is going on in the surrounding areas. So there's a couple new fees, and, and, and quite frankly, the, the O Club large event fee isn't really new. We've had a lot of um, administration work done uh, because there's a lot of small fees when you're trying to book that facility. There's a kitchen, there's this, there's multiple rooms. So all these are, are if you want to rent the entire facility, this is just tells you what the flat fee is if you're a resident or a non-resident. So it kind of breaks down all the amount of admin work that staff have to do when they're trying to put together an event if someone's like, I just wanna rent the whole thing. So it's not really an increase it's just or new fee, it's just them totaled together. Um, we're also starting to see that more people are having interest in renting park space for events. So one of the things that we have in our parks that are available is like, you could rent the rec center or you could rent the basketball courts or you could rent the um, picnic area, but there just really wasn't a general fee for 
like Brews, Blues, and Barbecues that happened this year at Upper Washington. So there really was no fee structure to, to do that. So we're proposing a $250 an hour fee for events with a minimum of three hours. So again, what we're trying to do is balance out sort of the wear and tear and the closure of the park and public access balance and also still support events, but trying to figure out a way to do that that makes sense. So that is the bulk of my presentation. And so please, I'll open it up for questions Thank or you. discussion. Anyone have a question, a clarifying question you'd like to ask? Uh -huh. Okay, Commissioner Bernie. So the first question that I have is, for example, for the Alameda Point Gym Tournament, it was previously $45. Correct. And now it's $74. Mm -hmm. Why is it, why the increase to exactly $74? It's because we looked at the surrounding market rate for gyms in the various communities around us, and that is still lower than what is their market rate for rentals. Okay. And the next question I have is for the Alameda Point Gym Security Deposit. Mm -hmm. So the expectation is that most of these will be around $500. Correct. Do you have an example of what would get it to $1,000? It, I know. It, I know. You said it was based on. It's based on use, mm -hmm. but that's a pretty big range. That's the difference between five hundred dollars. So, I know that the expectation is that it'll be five hundred, but the range is to a thousand. Again, this is a security deposit that we is fully refundable. So, what we're talking about is events like if someone wanted to rent it out to have floor hockey. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's definitely a larger potential to do damage to the gym mm -hmm. floors for an activity like that. So again, in order to try to make sure that people take care of the facility, this is why we have that increase. Okay. And for the new fees, were these fees already established? For example, for the Oak Club Large event. Were they already established and we were just formalizing it, or was it random as to how people, what people would pay in order to rent out the facility? So the Oak Club fees are established in the fee schedule that is attached mm -hmm. to the exhibit. None of the fees were increased. Mm -hmm. All they were were is totaled. So mm -hmm. if you wanted to rent the entire facility instead of piecemealing piece mm -hmm. by piece, because we do have some people that rent out the entire facility. Mm -hmm. So all it is is make it easier for them to see the price instead of having sit there to add up like 10 different mm -hmm. fees. Not, so now it's just the, a base fee. In, correct. In it's, 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 it's not a new fee. It mm -hmm. just shows them mm -hmm. some. And my last question is for the special event open space usage. It is now $250 per hour. It, this is a proposed this new is proposed. fee. It okay. has not existed before. Okay. Okay. So there was there was no fee before. There was no fee. And 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 could people have the option to to for special event open space usage or was it the people just walk up and just use it? So what staff used to have to do is take little different components of the fee structures that we had, mm -hmm. like whether it was the basketball court or the picnic area or those things, and use those fees, because that's what was established and approved by council in order to try to make an event fee. Mm -hmm. And so there was no clean way of doing it. Mm -hmm. So what this does is it cleans it up for staff to be able to have a clear communicated 
fee if you want to access sort of a large open park space. And why $250? Is that comparison to the area, Correct. To the rest it's, of the it's, areas around? Correct. We, we looked at other areas, and that was sort of the market rate that we were looking at. Okay. Thank you. Good questions. Anyone else? Vice Chair Swartz? Yes. Back to the security deposit, because I have no idea. Would, would a, a $500,000 security deposit take care of repairs to a court? Like, would that cover the cost if damage was done for the most part? Absolutely not. Uh, it's, it, it's really just trying to make sure that people are as responsible as possible when using the facility. Um, almost 99% of all of our security deposits are returned. So it's, it's just about a process of, you know, having some teeth in the game in order to garner respect for the facility. All right, makes sense. Thank you. Go ahead. So I've got uh, two questions about the relationship between cost recovery and uh, equitable community access to programs. Uh, I'm curious um, if, if you could speak a bit to um, the, the level of fees um, as relates to the scholarship fund uh, that you mentioned in your, in your comments. And what the current level of the scholarship fund and scholarship activities um, says about kind of the level of need you see within the community? Um, you know, currently we're, we're budgeted for $30,000. Um, uh, we have not consumed all of that. Um, and so it's not saying that, that um, people don't have need. It's just, we're, it's a new program for us. And so we've been working really diligently of putting in the activity guide, putting it out there so that people can see that they can do that application process. And so um, comparatively, you know, there, there have been a reasonable amount of applicants, but it hasn't exhausted the fund yet. But again, I would, as we do have events and fundraising, we definitely look forward to increasing that fund, increasing access all over the place. And again, uh, we also try to have a, a good uh, amount of free events just in the parks for everybody to come and enjoy. So we're really trying to look at different ways that we can create that equity and access. Um, as the, the two private pools at uh, both Lincoln and at Franklin Park, um, as part of their uh, lease renewal, is they had to give up 400 free passes to those facilities for, and we're giving those to um, Alameda Point Collaborative as well as the Housing Authority to distribute so that people can get access to other swim facilities as well Terrific. for free. And I was hoping that you could repeat um, the primary sources uh, or the primary activities or sources of funding for the uh, for the scholarship programs. Um, the so there there's a variety of different events that we have like at the Holiday Boutique. A certain amount of those proceeds go to that. Some of our other uh, fundraisers, we get some money from um, our friends of the parks. They do a good amount for that. Uh, and then there is just also some general fund funding to get the program going that comes directly from the city budget. Great, thank you. Um, again, I would like to thank staff for their hard work. I've been through this like five times now, and it's always like, geez, our fees are pretty reasonable. Um, we've tried to go to council to have them increase them more, and council's always sent it back. No, we won't. So I know that this proposal was well thought out. Um, I like to see, I'm like liking the um, flat fees that you have, makes it easier for staff and probably somebody that wants to rent it also. I think they're very fair. I think they're balanced. Um, just to talk about the scholarship fund. Um, I think that's a good thing to remind people this time of year, if you enjoy the parks and you want to give to a particular program, you can send them a check and say, I want this to go for breakfast with Santa for a family from Alameda Point. So you, you can do that and they will do that because I've done that in the past. Um, you know, a Christmas gift for a teenager 
who doesn't really need anything, you might pick their favorite sport and make a donation. So just keep that in mind this time of season. I know that's off topic, but I wanted to get that in there. So any other clarifying questions before we ask for public comment? Okay, thank you, Director Long. Do we have any public comment on this issue? Anybody on Facebook? Give me one Sorry. second. Um, we currently have nobody online um, who's trying to look for a public comment. And you can make a comment. You can make a comment. Answer questions. Welcome, Speaker Rose. Hi. Um, my comments would be um, uh, wondering if the uh, gym tournament rental takes away from the gym time um, because it's at a premium on the island for our kids to have practice time. And uh, the park uh, picnic rental, if there's a resident fee or a non-resident fee. And also just a suggestion that when people sign up for their kids or any ARPD program to have a line on there like they do, you know, do you want to make a political donation to make a donation to, to fund the scholarship fund. Thank you. So no more public comments online? There are no attendees online for public comment. All right. Public comment is closed. Now it's time for discussion with commissioners. I can go first. Um, you know, I, I, I'd say overall, you know, I, I again, I agree. These are all reasonable. I think they're all reasonable increases. Um, there's, you know, we've obviously gone through high inflation yeah, globally over the last year. Um, as I mentioned last meeting, um, you know, I was a lifeguard. I was a swim instructor. I understand the importance of trying to keep, you know, good lifeguards, good swim instructors. Um, and I know we generally do that, but even as a master swimmer, um, we've had practices moved recently due to staffing issues. Um, so I would hate to see that, um, you know, continue or, you know, be impacted anywhere else uh, within the city. Um, so overall, I think it's all, all reasonable, um, you know, especially the, the comparisons. Uh, glad to see the comparisons to other cities. Uh, I think that's very smart. Um, and um, yeah, I would, I'm, you know, gonna go ahead and say we should move forward with these. Um, any other discussion before we make a motion? Commissioner Bernie? I will just say that this is a very well thought out presentation. Uh, I like the comparison to the other cities. The only thing I probably would have added to the presentation was to add some of that information. Because again, it goes into the why. I'm an engineer by training, so I love looking at numbers. and. Why is it 74? Why the 74 value? Why it was 75 and it's now at 100? Why not? Why is it 150? Why is it 90? Why isn't it 90? But given all that information, I am aligned that this is relatively reasonable and I have no more com comments. Thank you. I would I would echo the other uh, comments offered. I mean, as a as a taxpayer, of course, I'm constitutionally you know wary wary of fees. Um, but I, I have to I have to echo what others have said. This is um, a, a really reasonable presentation of fees. I'm really happy to hear that uh, there's enough there's enough cost recovery happening to attract seasonal employees. In particular, I know that can be 
um, that can be a real challenge uh, over short-term work. So I'm happy to hear that um, covered. And I'm also happy to hear that both uh, there are uh, resources available uh, to provide financial assistance to those in need, and also that those funds haven't been entirely exhausted um, at this point, um, showing further, further capacity to help down the road. Um, so I, I, I would share the opinion of the other commissioners to move forward. All right. Would someone like to make a motion to recommend that this fee schedule be approved and go to council? I'd like, like to make a motion that this, this fee structure be approved. Second. Second. We have a roll call vote, please. Uh, Commissioner Radiz. Uh, yes. Commissioner Alexander. Yes. Commissioner Birding. Yes. And Commissioner Schwartz. Yes. Thank you. So moved. All right, next item on the agenda is our next meeting. Do we have any agenda items anyone would like to put on that agenda? Director Long, do you have anything for next month? To um, next month, we'll, we're going to be bringing, um, uh, I believe there's going to be uh, a fee study, not a fee study, but um, Estuary Park. But um, that may shift depending on uh, a recent cost estimate that has come in relatively high. So uh, we may have to do a little bit more design work, so that may shift. Uh, but we may look at other items. I also want to mention that we're going to be sending out the times for uh, you all for your traveling, visiting the parks uh, special meeting. So we'll be sending you out a variety of dates to look at and to uh, verify. Ideally, it would be uh, a Saturday morning, and that way we can arrange the vans and also communicate, it, because this will be a public meeting, so the, the scheduled times will be uh, shared with the public so that they can join at those different locations should they, they choose to. Great, thank yeah. you. Any commissioner have something they'd like to add to a future agenda? No? Vice Chair Schwartz, no? All right. Next item on the agenda is the adjournment. Do I have a motion to adjourn? I'll motion to adjourn. Do I have a second? I'll second. Can we have a vote, please? Uh, Commissioner Radiz. Yes. Commissioner Alexander. Yes. Commissioner Bernie. Yes. And Commissioner Schwartz. Yes. Thank this you. This meeting is now adjourned. We'll see you in December.